thing that works. No, I can get it like me. Yeah. Ooh, boy, we got a big one on our hands today. <laughs> um, okay, so I know what you're thinking. Loosh. Why'd you have to go and get political, man? Why'd you have to go and talk about such a contentious issue? Such a debated issue? Why did you have to go and down that rabbit hole and dig up all of that, these issues that nobody really knows about, but everybody's kind of talking about? And that's exactly why I did that. Now, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. That's not my intention, but if you are part of Lucky Gang, you know that we talk about the issues that matter to us. And this is definitely something that matters to me. And I did a shout out, I did a call out about what people thought about it. And it's definitely something that matters to the community. So I thought I would give a Lebanese Canadian perspective in the most objective way possible about everything that's happening right now in Palestine and in Israel and the acclamation of Jerusalem for, for, for Israel being its new capital and what that implies. What does that even mean? So for those of you that don't know uh, too much about the, situ the situation over there, um, basically what happened a few days ago was that uh, the U.S. president, we all know who that is, uh, publicly declared Jerusalem as being the new capital of the state of Israel. Now, of course, that sparked outrage and everything, but I don't mind digging into those issues. I don't mind going deep into the things that other people don't really want to talk about because I feel like that's where the best exchange of ideas happens. And, you know, there, there's enough escapism everywhere else you know like this isn't the place for where you're gonna find you know your typical stuff on facebook or 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 those little short clips of whatever happening like a goat dancing or a chicken nuggets uh, making out or whatever this is definitely a place where i really want to uh express the perspectives and the lifestyle and just really just look at what what's happening in the world and see what we can take away from it and really just try to interpret it from a super objective lens. Now, this is a really emotional topic, being Lebanese. Yeah, I do have a bit of an emotion attached to it, um, but I'm really not going to let that guide my thinking process because it's really easy to get lost in this story. So. Basically what happened was, as I mentioned, that was the statement made. Jerusalem is apparently declared by a couple of people as being the new capital. In no way, shape or form is this official. Um, it's just personally just a, a provocation. It's it's a move that just causes more damage than, than repair. And in such a uh, uh, wounded part of the world, it's definitely not helping the healing process, which we all know that place can use a lot of. So as a Canadian, you know, where, where do we stand on this? Well, I know for a fact that, you know, the official statement made by the government or whatnot is that they're not relocating their embassy to Jerusalem. That's just ridiculous and in no way, shape or form, uh, you know, is, is that going to be acknowledged as, as being the new capital? Um, so that was sort of a relief because, you know, 
during these times, these sensitive times, I feel like rationality just needs to play a bigger and bigger role. Um, but we also, Canada, I'm saying we as Canada, we also didn't join the, the criticism train um, that the rest of the world seemed to be on right now. And I mean by publicly denouncing also that statement. And at a glance, yes, that is something to be frustrated about because I think that it should be denounced. But also I kind of empathize with the fact that a lot of people forget that Canada shares an entire continent with uh, the US and Mexico, but mostly the US in terms of you know geography and, and imports and exports and our business relationships and whatnot. So we, it's not within our best interest or the government's best interest rather to sort of embark on this more aggressive denounce campaign because you know, the reality across the pond, as they say, across the ocean is very different than the reality here in North America. And that's where I want to kind of talk about this as a Lebanese person. Um, I was in Lebanon in November of 2016. And we all know what happened then. Uh, it was the elections happening in the US and it was a really interesting time to be in Lebanon during that during that process because I had no idea what the impact was going to be on Lebanon and we all know, well most of us know, that Lebanon has had its fair share of conflict and disruption and overall political instability and this certainly doesn't help but while I was in Lebanon I remember I woke up the the, the next morning nobody was really stressing the results of the uh, of the election it didn't really matter because in that part of the world foreign policy doesn't really change um, even with eight years of, of, of Obama things didn't really change for the better and nobody really cared down there um, we have a lot of family that are in the army um, and, and a lot of cousins that sort of know a lot about what's going on in the news. And they told us, they're like, you know, regardless of the result, we're just going to move along as, as usual. And that's exactly what ended up happening. I woke up the next morning. Um, I woke up and, and all I see is the headline, Trump wins the election. We went out for lunch and, you know, it just so happened that uh, uh, one of... Uh, my cousins is in the army and I asked him, I said, hey, um, what happens now? And he said, nothing. It's business as usual. Lebanon, the Middle East, but more so Lebanon uh, has its agenda and it, they have their way of doing things and they have their way of dealing with a lot of the pressures and a lot of the provocations and a lot of that stuff. And it's they just continue on as such because they've learned so much with their with their history. And now they're at a place where they really know uh, when to really worry and when to not. And I don't know if this is a time to really worry. Um, what I do know is that by claiming that Jerusalem is now the new capital of, of Israel, um, you're, you're, you're provoking not only Muslims, you're provoking Christians, you're provoking Jews, you're provoking humanity as a whole. Because to me, that part of the world is really representative of humanity's behavior towards one another. Whether you're atheist or you're religious or you're agnostic or whatever, it doesn't matter. If aliens were to land and they were to look at that part of the world, they would say, you know, they would, they would definitely, that would definitely be a defining area for the rest of the world because of 
how the conflict has evolved and how the rhetoric, the narrative seems to be religious, but at the end of the day, it's very much political. And I think this is a political move. This is not a religious move at all. And that's why I don't think that if you if you just think that, oh, I'm going to kind of keep an arm's length. I'm not going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to tread very carefully about this. I'm Christian. It shouldn't really matter. Or I'm Jewish. This is great for me. That's not the case at all. The political implications are going to be bad for everybody. And I think the humanitarian implications just from a from a humanity perspective, I think that this is a huge L. Uh, for all of us. You know, even inside of the country, you have to feel for the Palestinians as well because even they're divided amongst each other. So I kind of was doing some research and following the uh, announcement, obviously this knee-jerk reaction announcement resulted in a knee-jerk reaction of um, Gaza Strip, more, you know, specifically Hamas launching rockets. Uh, their way. They saw it as a threat and now of course you have all the aerial bombardment and all of the aerial might of, of, of the Israeli Air Force now just sort of unleashing everything it possibly can towards every possible target. And then you have the West Bank which is taking a more passive stance and they're saying well we're gonna sort of sit back and wait uh, for the world to react and for the UN to sort of do its thing. So. Even within that that context, the people that are apparently being affected by this are actually divided, which you know goes to show you exactly just how easy it is to do things there, especially when you have the upper hand. And for the past 60 years, one side has grown stronger and the other side has slowly but surely grown um, weaker. To me, I think about it as Picture something that's really important to you, okay? Picture something that's really important to you, your most prized possession. If you're a parent, it could be your child, it could be your wife, it could be your hot rod, it could be uh, your cottage, it could be your land on your, uh, you know, uh, either here or, or, or in another country. Something that you really take pride in and that you really feel a deep connection with. And just imagine somebody else coming out of nowhere and claiming it for themselves. Not, not cooperatively, not peacefully, but a bold statement claiming that, hey, I know that you have grown to love this place and you have sort of appreciated it for what it is for all these years, but guess what? It's mine. Imagine your reaction to that. That's to me, you know, a bully move. If you have your place in the cafeteria or, or you, you, you like to sit somewhere all the time and then somebody kind of comes and they say, okay, well, sorry, but this is our space now. While you're still sitting there, they kind of pick you up and they move you. You know, to me, those are the actions of, of a bully. So on top of that, you go to your wife or whoever it is, your confidant, somebody really close to you that you think would defend you, but they're actually on the fence they're being passive about it. And I feel like that's what's happening um, at the moment. The reason why I wanna talk about this, and I know I'm taking a risk. I know this is a really hard topic to talk about. I know that some people may choose to, to, to not 
you know, continue with the lucky gang or to not follow or, or, or to subscribe or whatnot. And to me, it's bigger than this right now. You know, it's always bigger than that. My, my goal is to talk about the issues that matter and to show passion where it exists. And I think that a lot of people are just really caught up in being vanilla at the moment. Everybody's just trying to be super careful. You know, we're in this hyper reactive uh, uh, environment right now where, you know, sense sensitivities are super high. It's super easy to offend someone. It's super easy to say the wrong thing. And, I, you know, for me, it's it's just stand by your principles, stand by your passions, express them, say something because you have vanilla everywhere, but I know deep down there's, you know, chocolate sundaes everywhere. Some have chocolate, some have caramel, other, you know, others have bananas, others are strawberry, uh, Oreo, like show your flavor, show your passion, talk about the things that affect you. And for me personally, this isn't a Muslim issue. This isn't a Christian issue. This isn't a Jewish issue. This is a human issue. Even during the Crusades, they had the decency to agree on Jerusalem. Think about that for a second. I mean, during the most, arguably the most barbaric and violent times of, of that, that region, where the odds were really a little bit more equal, unlike, you know, present day, um, they were actually able to show compassion and respect when it came to Jerusalem. And that's sort of where I'm at right now. I feel like it's something that people should talk about a little bit more and stop fearing the consequence of standing by your principles. Stop fearing the consequence of not pleasing everybody. Go ahead. Because at the end of the day, would you rather have a lot of people love you or follow you for the wrong reasons? Or a smaller amount of people, you know, you, you take that risk to really love you for exactly who you are. And to me, it's a no-brainer. I'd definitely go with the latter. So I reached out to you guys and I asked, you know, what's what do you, what do you what do you think? What happens now? What's your perspective? I went online and I asked, and you guys gave me some really, really great uh, feedback. I had one person say, What was the rest of the Arab world surprised about? The Israelis have held the city for over 60 years from every gate and entry to the city. Pretending like it isn't Israel's capital is delusional and lets people forget the church of the Holy Sepulchre, I'm sorry if I didn't say that right, and the Aqsa Mosque aren't destroyed or blocked from Muslims and Christians to visit. It's nothing new. And my man, first of all, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your support and for replying. The only thing that I have to say about that is, be that as it may, nobody has the right to go ahead and claim on the world stage as the leader of the free world that this is now the new capital of one people at the expense of another. Nobody has that right. And I know you did an amazing job at describing the, the reality on the ground with the with the roadblocks and the checkpoints and it's it's barely even livable for anybody that isn't a part of Israel. But still, even still, at the official level, you know, nobody has that right. And I think that this was a bold, provocative move to show the world 
or to maybe test just to see how far they can go or to get a pulse of the world's reaction. Because as far as I'm concerned, the world hasn't reacted uh, the way I thought it would. I'm not hearing any uproar from the Arab world at all. I'm not hearing any denouncement from, from some of the countries that I really thought would, right? So um, that, that's definitely something to consider, but I definitely agree that there is a certain level of, um, of delusion and, uh, and uh, it's important to, to stick with you know, the, the reality on the ground. Now I have another one here. Uh, had a really good feedback. So Jerusalem belongs to all nations and nationalities. It's not America's to give to whomever they choose, free Palestine. And again, that goes back to, you know, my humanity argument, because politics aside, I'm not going to go down that route. Believe me, you know, if you're Leb or you're Arab or whatever, pick an uncle. All right. And I'm sure he'll be more than happy to educate you on everything that that's happened in the past 60 years in that area. But I'm talking about right now. And I know this was super hard. This was actually really hard for me to, to, to express and to come out. And, and I'd like to talk about this kind of stuff a little bit more. It, it's, it's hard. I'm not going to lie. It is hard. But I also have to. Because I promised myself that I would be nothing but real on this platform. And I would just, I would give you guys everything I have to offer. And that includes my passions. And I hope that our passions align because the Lucky Gang is about upgrading and empowering and improving. And to me, if we can look at this from an objective lens and actually figure out the behavior that this, that this news shows us and how we can learn from it, then I think we would be better off. And I am very open-minded. A lot of people say, well, I don't wanna, I don't wanna offend anybody. I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to uh, 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 provoke anybody or whatnot. Guys, there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable. Everybody wants to just sort of coast and walk on eggshells and, and do an arm's length sort of game. If that's the lens that you want to that you want to live by, if you want to put that mirror, that smoke screen in front of you, that's fine. But that doesn't represent, you know, what the rest of the world is going through necessarily. So I challenge you to challenge me. I challenge you to express yourself and I challenge you to redefine what it means to be open-minded because for me, being neutral, being vanilla and not, not really thinking about it in, in a more passionate way um, isn't being open-minded. I am so open-minded to the point where I'm willing to lay my passions down on the table with the ultimate willingness to be proven wrong. Absolutely. Something to think about, everybody. As always, I love you guys. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for responding. This is Lucky Gang. I am Lucky Loosh. You keep it locked. You keep it loaded. And prayers for the Middle East. Let's go. I put the team on my back. I do it all for the family. Never be turning around. Never be turning around. Hey. Never be slowing it down. Never be slowing it down.